tonight, um, we really didn't get to, to much of what I was ministering on last week um, <clears throat> because um, worship ran over, which was awesome. Can I, were you here for that? Right? I mean, that was just powerful, right? And the week before, we had the amazing worship night, which, by the way, we're going to do more worship nights than just once a quarter. We need to. Um, that worship night was awesome. Um, but I really feel like if we would have moved on and not shared this, I think we, we would be making a mistake. Because what I'm trying to do is each month, I'm trying to put thoughts of what God's word says into your heart to build line upon line, precept upon precept. So each and every week, I'm giving you another tool for your tool belt, another piece of doctrine for you to build in to know who you are in Christ Jesus. That's what we're all after. Who are we in Christ Jesus? What do we have because we're in Christ Jesus? What can we do because we're in Christ Jesus? How supernatural miraculous can we expect to live because of Jesus? And the answer to all of that is yes. A resounding, absolutely yes. So I just really believe that if we take some of what we're, what we're grabbing hold of and to close out this part of it about be the difference, I think it's going to make a difference in you. Remember that we talked about in Acts 4.33, with great strength and ability and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace. Say great grace. Great grace. I mean, that word just explodes off the page to me. Loving kindness and favor and goodwill rested richly upon all of them. And we talked about this, that favor, God's grace is literally upon your physical person, let alone in your heart, in your spirit. It's on your physical person. So we have favor with whomever we come in contact with. We should expect that. We should expect wisdom from God. Amen? Amen. We should expect wisdom from God if we need to know what to do or, or business dealings. I know there's several of you who've had to make decisions about, about business stuff here lately. I'm believing God and I've prayed with you that you will have the wisdom of God to know what to do. But that's all a part of his grace. If we need healing in our body, the doctor gives you a bad report. Oh no, what are we gonna do? We're gonna trust Jesus because he already made provision for us in his word because we have believed in him for our physical healing. And in this day and hour of what we're dealing with right now, I don't know of better news than that. So um, just really want you to realize that and understand that. So we're talking about just absolutely we're not gonna hold anything back. Jennifer and I were ministering on this last week and we know that God comforts us according to 2 Corinthians 1.4. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they're troubled, we'll be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. The idea is this grace which we've been given and which we've experienced is for us to give to others. So every experience that you've had in life, positive or negative, is, is eligible for Romans 8.28. God works together all things. Say that with me, say all things. All things for good. Well, how's God gonna work anything for good out of this mess, out of this explosion? I don't know, but I know that he's good at making something beautiful 
out of something that's really gross and yucky. And so I would be expecting that everything is always going to work out for you. Amen. All right, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 15. Let's, let's take this verse by verse. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Now remember, everybody, the minute they start seeing this stuff, they go, oh boy, they're talking about money again. Money is just one piece of this gigantic puzzle. We sow seeds of kindness to reap seeds of kindness. We sow um, uh, seeds of favor towards somebody to reap favor. We sow love when somebody does not deserve love because we are expecting that love will come back to us. Y'all have any of those people in your life? Oh my goodness, they, they, are, they are 20 grit sandpaper, right? 20 grit sandpaper, and they have been sent into your life to absolutely rub off every rough edge that you got. But I don't have any more rough edges. Trust me, if they're in their life, you still got a few. So, but you know, those people are there. But the whole bottom line is, is that we come back to the farmer principle. What you sow, you're gonna reap. How much you sow determines how much you're going to reap, right? So 2 Corinthians 9, 6 in the Amplified <clears throat> says, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously, I love this, that blessings may come to someone else will also reap generously and with blessing. The first thing Paul attributes this holding nothing back mentality is to the idea of sowing seed, the farmer. The focus for us is that blessings may come to others and not ourselves. Now, how many of you know when you're miserable, usually it's because you're focusing on nothing but me? I hate to burst your bubble. I hate to break it to you, but usually when we're miserable, it's because we're solely focused on me and my misery. And usually by that time, we're having a pity party for ourselves. I know because I do it well, right? And then when my wife says, baby, you, you, know, you don't need to be in a pity party. Oh my goodness. It's like, I'll come out of a pity party, I will. <clears throat> and she's right. I know she's right. <clears throat> Feeling sorry for yourself, never accomplished anything. That's for sure. But in verse seven, it says this, you must decide each in your own heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So we can't push. Okay, let's say this. You're strong in, in the area of faith concerning finances, right? You don't have any problem believing God will supply for you, provide for you. If you ask the Lord for something, you know he's going to give it to you. You just have experienced and have this revelation of God always providing for you, right? And that may be some of you in here. But then there's other people in here who don't have that same revelation. They always worry about money. They try so hard to trust God with, their, with, with providing for them everything else, but it's a constant struggle. The person who's weak or strong in faith does not need to pound the person who is weak in faith. Because I guarantee you, the one thing that they're strong in, you're probably weak in, right? So what we need to do, can I just um, indulge me for a minute? Guys, what we need to do is we need to be kind and show love and respect 
no matter if they have our same opinion or not. Not even, listen, even in the, even in the world sense, you know, people think completely different. Maybe other people have a completely different belief system than you. How are they going to be attracted to your belief system if you're constantly bagging on them? How is there any room for anybody else's opinion when yours is so adamant that nobody else feels like they can share their opinion? <clears throat> so if you have a certain opinion on, on, on the race riots or, or COVID or wearing masks or not wearing masks or, or, or you know, uh, uh, the way people are, are, are acting during this and everything, just love everybody right where they're at. You know, I don't have to believe the same way as you to love you. You don't have to believe the same way as me to love me. We can just love and respect each other right here. We have Democrats in our church. We have Republicans in our church. We have Libertarians in our church. And any other type of affiliation I'm sure we have right here in our church. Because you're a Democrat or because you're a Republican, I could care less. Do you love Jesus? Yes, and that's all that matters. I love Jesus too. Let's love Jesus together. Let's win the world for Jesus. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. amen. All right. Somebody really agrees with me. That's good. <laughs> Let each one give as he's made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. Can I say this? Anybody who puts pressure on you to give or to do something for them, that is not God. You will never hear Jennifer and I putting pressure on you to give. God, God bless some of uh, people that I know that are pastoring, coming back, just bagging on people and shaming them that the tithes and offerings aren't up. You'll never, ever hear that from Jennifer and I. Because what you give is between you and Jesus. What you give and what you do, you and God have to talk about that and you have to answer for that. And I will never impose what I believe about that on you. I will tell you what scripture says so that you can take that into consideration as you live your life because scripture is the only thing nowadays that we can trust. I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I will go, get online and I will see one report that uh, this, this thing happened this way, and then I will read another credible report that says the exact opposite thing. And I'm like, dear Jesus, what do you believe? The word of God, that we can trust. So that, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm putting my complete faith and trust in Jesus, and I'm just not listening to the naysayers. And I find that I'm pretty happy. And I want you to be happy too. But why do we, it, it's, it talks about under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. Why do you think it is that we have a reluctance to give to others? Why do we have this reluctance to give something to somebody else or be kind to somebody when they don't deserve it or love somebody when they're really unlovable? Because somewhere, somehow, we believe that we've got just enough, and if we give something away, there's not going to be enough for us. So I want to encourage you. The Bible says that he who is generous and lavish 
with whatever it is. Love, kindness, encouraging words, finances, whatever it may be. Whoever is like that, God is gonna always make sure that you got more than enough for you and your household and to bless others all around you. That's why we support different organizations. Uh, we just mailed off a check to Wear Gloves, a wonderful organization. Uh, Ken and Wendy are doing a, a, just a bang up job. It is Wendy, right? Yes, okay, sorry. I just saw you, Wendy, and I thought, well, maybe I just was thinking Wendy. It's the other Wendy, okay. Uh, and Mike, I just want you to know that you are as special as Wendy too. <laughs> Mr. Mike, he's like, eh. Mr. Mike Bihar, appreciate you, brother. Uh, oh, by the way, Mike gave us a bunch of voter guides. Um, those are wonderful. You guys like those? It tells you what everybody believes and thinks on issues. It's at our info table, so go ahead and take one. And Mike, if I'm, I'm probably... I might need to get more from you, so I'll, I'll figure out what we can do. Thank you for doing that. All right, but God's gonna always make sure that you have more than enough. When you're starting to think, oh, what are we gonna do? I don't have enough. What am I gonna do? I gotta withhold. Uh, I, I, don't have an, I don't have anything to give anybody. Anybody ever said that? I don't got a thing to get. I'm telling you, I feel like that sometimes. I don't have another thing for another person I'm done for the day, <laughs> right? The truth is, is we got an abundant supply on the inside and it's called the Holy Spirit, the love of God and the fruit of the spirit. Uh, verse eight, and God is able to make all grace and every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance uh, so that you have everything that you need, so on and so forth. Verse nine, as the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor, their good deeds will be remembered forever. If we can think this is a universal God principle, God's way of doing things, we see a principle of holding nothing back for fear of not having enough, but rather giving freely of the abundant supply God has given and continues to supply. That has got to be our, 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 our heart and our, our mindset. Say this with me. Say, I am generous because Jesus has given me all I need. Yeah, you got all you need, so you can, you, you, you can afford to be generous. Verse 10, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. And the same way he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. It's the whole seed time and harvest principle all over again. Whatever you sow, you're gonna reap. He who sows little, reaps little. He who sows much, reaps much. Verse 11, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. Gosh, that, that, that is such amazing news. We will be enriched in every way so that we can always be generous. So, we don't ever, so when we get to the point where we feel like we've got nothing left to give anybody, we gotta remember that there's an, a, a vast resource and supply on the inside of us. Dig a little deeper, there's more in there for us. The initial steps into this generosity, however, hang on for this, sometimes have to be done by faith in the midst of fear. Well, I don't know if I can be kind to so-and-so because they're gonna take it wrong and take advantage of me. So I'm gonna withhold that. Instead of I'm gonna be kind to them, if they try to take advantage of me, uh, God will protect me. Instead of thinking that, we think, well, I can't do that. Or I can't let somebody into my life because they dis disappointed me 
and I forgive you, but that doesn't mean I trust you. Boy, that sounds nice and spiritual, doesn't it? And that's just absolutely full of bitterness and unforgiveness. Ooh, did I say that out loud? I think I did. That's full of bitterness and unforgiveness. Now, don't get me wrong if you're thinking, but, 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 don't get me wrong. There are certain situations that you've been abused or things have gone on. You absolutely have to cut those things off. And so each situation is different, but so many times we find it an excuse because we're so angry. We find an excuse to kind of ease into those parts. I didn't plan on saying that, so we're going to move on because y'all are quiet. So two good things, verse 12, will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and Ocala will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. How many of you get inspired by like, by, by like an athlete or, 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 I, or, or somebody who's had a handicap, but they've overcome all the things and they're just, they're inspiring to you, right? They're inspiring to you. I believe that we can be the same way toward people because we can inspire them to great things because of our conviction and what we believe the gospel says that we, we adhere our whole life to it. People admire that. People are in awe of that. People are like, man, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily even believe in your cause, but man, I, I just respect the heck out of you because you're so dedicated to it, right? I mean, I, I, we've seen those things. We could probably name a few people, but we won't <laughs> of who I'm thinking about right now of different people. But you know what? I just really believe that for us, we've got to, uh, we've got to trust that if we're, if we're generous and lavish, that God is going to take care of the rest and we trust him with the results of that. Can I hear a big amen? I love this idea that they will see Jesus when you are generous. Think about it a moment. See yourself being that light of Jesus to someone who doesn't have light. This is what Jesus told us to do. Not preach at people or turn our noses at sinners or push your beliefs on somebody. You know, I, I'm, I'm convinced, um, especially at the chapel, um, I, I'm just convinced that beating people up for not lining up to the standard never produced good fruit in anyone. But yet the church does it all the time. Well, let's punish them because they made a mistake. They're already mortified and embarrassed, but let's punish them on top of that. I just believe that, you know, um, take heed lest you fall yourself. Take heed. So that's why we don't judge anybody. That's why we sit back and we love and we're kind to everybody because you know what? That's somebody who Jesus loves. Even in politics, people, that's somebody who Jesus loves. All right? That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna move on. Uh, and they will pray for you, verse 14, with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for his gift too wonderful for words. Um, we see here that his grace on you was gonna show the light of Jesus and gonna cause you to be an impact 
to those that you come in contact with. Um, Philemon, Philemon, I don't know how you want to say it, but Philemon 6 in uh, the New King James Version says this, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. If you can simply each and every day acknowledge out loud the things that are in you from God, this simple acknowledgement, this simple uh, uh, noticing the good, the great, the amazing things that are on the inside of you. When, when we do that, we're reminded about how good God is. Others around us are reminded about how good God is. And it's a cycle that just keeps repeating itself, keeps feeding itself. Can you imagine if instead of fear and instead of hate, the media would actually start telling some of the good stories that are happening? What would happen? What would happen? Would people, you know, who are just terrified, it breaks my heart to see people right now who are just terrified. They're terrified. Breaks my heart to see it. And maybe some of those things, maybe some of the influences, you know, were... um, uh, the way they grew up, maybe some of the, inf- who knows? Who knows what sets us off? But I think that as we continue to look at uh, the word of God and we, we stare into it, we gaze into it. James chapter one, uh, down further in verses 22 through 25, says that he who looks into the perfect law of liberty remembers who he is and acknowledges those good things that are in him. So I want to encourage you to acknowledge every gift, acknowledge every good thing. Do you have anything you wanted to share? Nothing? You're good? Okay, it's good. Um, Acknowledge those things, and I think God's going to do something really awesome in your heart and life. Amen? Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed? If you're here tonight, and um, you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, Maybe some of this stuff doesn't even make sense to you because it's like, well, you know, how does this work? Why has God given me all these wonderful things you're talking about? It's found in Christ Jesus because we believe what Jesus has done for us. So if that's you tonight, you've never made that decision for Jesus and you want me to pray with you tonight, I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask... anything like that, just going to ask, see your hand so I could pray a prayer with you. We're all going to pray that together. If that's you tonight, I'm going to give you a chance in a moment uh, to lift your hand. If you're here and you're like, you know what? I've kind of really uh, been falling off into fear during these times and and I haven't really been, you know, fellowshipping with God like I want to. I just kind of feel like I need a fresh restart tonight. I'm going to pray with you too. So if you're either of those two people, if you're either of those two people, if you would raise your hand, even at home, if, if that's you, if you would raise your hand, uh, even at home as an act of, that's me, I'm gonna pray with you tonight. Would you go ahead and raise your hand if that's you? Wanna pray the prayer of salvation? Okay. Everybody loves Jesus tonight. Well, that's good. 
That's good. You can't look at me. But what that means is we have to invite people who don't know Jesus. You guys, in this time that we're living right now, I can't think of a more important time to invite people to church, especially one like ours that's not religious. We believe in grace and the love of Jesus. We don't believe in religion. So I really want to encourage you to go ahead and do that. Why don't you go ahead and stand? I want to pray for you, pray for your family. We're going to uh, be dismissed tonight. Father, thank you so much to each and every person here, each and every family represented. Father, I'm praying that you would bless them, that you cause your favor to surround them, and you cause strength and grace to uh, light up their path this week. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.